idea for all this really came from a dream? Yes, it did. Good evening and welcome to Knox Mente. Tonight's guest is Meredith Swain. Meredith is an evolutionary astrologer, yin yoga teacher, and sound worker. She started out in academia, chasing a PhD in health psychology, delving deep into the neurological and psychological and subjective motivation behind human emotion and behavior, and found astrology during her first year at her, of her undergraduate degree and fell in love, ingesting as much of the information as possible. She enjoys assisting people with embodiment, energetic hygiene, psychic self-defense, and helping folks deprogram and untangle themselves energetically from the systems of oppression active today upon this realm so that they can access their creation. Meredith, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Hello. happy to be here. Hello, beautiful Meredith. Hello. <laughs> Hi, so, Nish. I have a soft spot in my heart for Oh, I love you. I think we all do. (laughs) So it occurred to me today when I saw your name on Noxmente that I have it as Swain with an N on the Cosmic Salon. You know? (laughs) I'm going to have to go fix that (laughs) (laughs) boo-boo. We cannot have that. (laughs) I know. It's hilarious. N-M, you know, it's all the same. Yeah. What's in a name? So how are you doing, my dear? I'm good. You know, definitely feeling a lot of things, feeling a lot of, honestly, today I felt a little bit of pressure, like pressure energy or compression or something along those lines. So I've been trying to work that out. I went to the woods today and I did like a long, like run walk (laughs) in the woods and that was really nice. So. What do you think the pressure is from? Well, I mean... Cosmic rays. That's exactly right. That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, I think maybe there's... And, you know, I'm relatively new to, um, you know, some of this language, but, like, the frequency fences or whatever, um, you know, whatever contains us i think is becoming a little bit less despite what um no it's not what it's what it (laughs) seems like well like the magnetosphere the ionosphere all that stuff's like weakening you know and i think true that's why the 5g is going to enclose us closer (laughs) right exactly so we have like beneficial maybe like neutrinos or cosmic energy that's coming in and then we have like (laughs) you know just the worst kind of like weaponized kill like slow kill frequency like also blaring i think that's what the pressure is yeah Yeah, just it's fuckery all around for sure absolutely i think you nailed it with that for sure and what's in your what's in your vape jerry um tonight tonight (laughs) i have strawberry duchess Oh, look at it. Cool. That sounds good. <laughs> it's a strawberry cheesecake. What's in yours, Oh, that Meredith? sounds yummy. I have, oh my gosh, mine is called God Nectars. Okay. <laughs> oh, Bad Blood. Bad Blood's got good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have been trying to stop, but you know how it goes. You, I do. You can quit nicotine every day. 
I have like a whole pile of vape juice over here. Oh my gosh, look at it. Wow. Jerry, serious. Will you make your own too, Jerry? I do. I do. Yeah. Ooh, I want some. This stuff's really good. This blueberry custard. Okay. I do like the custardy ones, yeah. you know. Mm, I love what? custard just as custard. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stay out of this now. Okay. <laughs> I don't vape, but if I did. Um, so, all right, I guess here we are. Here we are again. It's you, Meredith, once again. Hello. <laughs> I am so thrilled to have you on here. And I was actually surprised. It may have been my idea that you're on Nox Mente because I think you would be fantastic on our other show, The Obelisk. Wow. So we may have to bring you onto that show. Oh, we definitely have to yeah meredith's Aww. got it going so anyway <laughs> let's let's get into the basics here of the stuff let's go back to you as little meredith and, um. Um, <laughs> what's the stuff that you recall that sticks out way back when way back when okay so i i think you're are you talking about like anomalous and um, just stuff. anything stuff that actually you have still been able to recall that comes up for you as far back as you can pull into your memory okay so um or from your memory well my understanding is that yeah i was born in 91 so i think as time went on some of the technology you know, became a little bit more sophisticated in the way that they do things here. So um, I really, you know, was like fully vaccinated straight out of the gate and, you know, was very, um, my childhood was very handled. Uh, you know, I have like some like dream recall from around then of sort of like, you know, like men in black. Like I remember always having <laughs> Thank you, Terry. <laughs> awesome. It was a um, synchro, so that's all. That's hilarious. We have a synchro bell. <laughs> Yay. So um I remember like men in black style dreams, um, you know, of like them coming into my house, but I don't and always, you know, like saw certain energies around people and was like super super creative and like performative and <laughs> but you know I really think that a lot of that was shielded from me or like sort of um kept from me like there was always like a magic that was there just inherently but in terms of like the you know levitating in my bed you know uh there's not really a whole lot of that like my it was very checkered by magic but like looking back it all felt very handled to me if you know okay, what I mean so like, yes I do and we'll get we're going to get into those men in black dreams here in a minute girl uh -oh. um let's look at what was going on in pop culture did you like did you like Teletubbies you know what kind mm -hmm. of stuff in in that realm did you enjoy <sighs> Yes. Yeah, so, gosh, looking back, it's such a cringe, but like, I really enjoyed like Nickelodeon, Disney movies. Oh yeah. There was all of that, like sort of, um, you know, 
Avalon, uh, yeah. Save a Ho programming, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and just um, a lot of stuff like that. So um, it was really big into like princess movies, Wizard of Oz, all the MK Ultra classics, and you know, definitely, um, definitely was really, really like magnetized to the television. You know, I yeah. think there's definitely, and you know, I, I've just observed a lot of my generation. And so maybe I speak from that perspective, but I've noticed that my generation had that particular pull or like I could sit in front of this, this black cube for hours and hours, you know? And yeah, I think like looking back, okay. So even if somebody doesn't have, you know, like, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Like, even if somebody has no trauma whatsoever occur in their life, like I'm pretty sure some of those movies do a pretty good job of, of you know, do it, they do their job. <laughs> oh yeah, well, they're designed to, and they're intelligently designed to. These are masterminds behind all this. Were you- Absolutely. So when we look at some of that stuff, cause this plays into Nox Mente, and dreaming and all this when we look at some of that stuff what were the characters you identified with so what were some of the roles were you looking for you know did the savior stuff what where who attracted you in some of these narratives that you felt identified with yeah so i really identified strongly with um ariel okay in the little mermaid mm -hmm, so strongly and dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Um, I was her for three consecutive Halloweens. <laughs> oh my. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's some deep MK Ultra, whatever monarch programming there. Fuck There's yeah. no place like home. <laughs> oh God. Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, can we just jump to the part where I tell you about like my experience about two months ago with my soul family? <laughs> No, hold on, girl. You're getting ahead of yourself. And this is a dream program. This is why we need, I wanted to have you on the obelisk, but this is just an extra treat. So, all right. So these were the kinds of things. What was your relationship with nature? Um, well, it was interesting because I loved and hated it. It was really weird. It was like, um, I think that's one of my primary programmings, if you want to call it that, is like, um, you know, really enjoying it once I'm out there, you know, but then having a hard time getting out there. So my generation kids were still playing, like, you know, it was still the time when like parents would kick their kid out of the house for, and don't come back until dinner kind of thing, you know? Yes. And so. Oh, you're so lucky. You're actually lucky on that because that's not happening anymore. I know it's like, don't get off this tablet before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. leave mommy alone let me drink you, wine it's like a whole thing nature you know? online nature is online <laughs> right exactly and i think that um yeah i mean i don't know i went to like summer camp and stuff like every summer um and that was very interesting it was a religious you know a very christian which I don't know. I mean, there's some good people in the, in the church and the, in Christianity, but it, you know, yes, there um, are definitely. 
but it, I think that in itself is a whole ass program. I mean, that's just like, you know, like the good and evil, you know, like sort of um, duking it out. Right. Well, I'm doing a whole series right now, pulling the canon apart and showing people that these, especially like the angelic order right now, how they've been everywhere and they're integral in the canon, but they were way before and they're mm -hmm. way into modern times is like the reptilians and all this. These mm -hmm. are just angels, angelic orders. And so people have one idea of Christianity and I have another and it it's it's an interesting little journey I'm on. So yes, For with sure. that. With so I agree with you on on that. And there's a lot of magic people that don't understand the canon don't understand how much magic is in it how much uh in the end to me it's like a grimoire from mm. you know the d's period it's no different and all those grimoires mention god people want to forget that and leave that out well god is very phonetically similar to gad which is like the g in freemason freemasonry <laughs> well you did know? you know that god represents is um somehow gary wayne told me this that it is i think is it in hebrew it it translates to adversary <laughs> so yeah. imagine god bless you or uh that mm -hmm. kind of stuff that's why the deeper christians use those other terms like I, i'm this is where I fall short, but Yeshua, Yahusha, right, or Creator, because God itself is adversary. So, oh, yeah, Gad means luck or fortunate, Hebrew. But God, God, oh, God, is what I'm talking but, about. Yes, and this is from a very deep, deep scholar. Mm -hmm. so, and he's got this all laid out in his uh, in his book so i thought the g and the masonic symbol meant to represent the great work oh i don't know i thought it was gadriel not to like no i think it's it's a dual meaning it means god and it also means a great work of course and there's it, it so many different meanings meaning. masons please chirp, chirp in here See, this is well and it's got more than that when you get to the illuminated degree but this, see, oh, yeah. this is why this was should have been a an obelisk with meredith um okay so let's get back to these basics though uh mm -hmm. so you were brought up christian catholic oh and a specific catholic all right <laughs> and then your relationship with nature was strange and you mentioned earlier that you were kind of a weird kid like an outsider and i say oh. weird in a good way you know that's the tribe yeah like just really like i don't know like always marching to the beat of my own drummer and as a result of that i mean you know people don't like that kind of thing even in in elementary school or you know younger than that right so there's definitely a lot of like fall in line kind of energy for sure so um yeah but i was definitely I, yeah i was a little off i was definitely a little bit off i think you know some emotional stuff started to show up for me like imbalances around four or five which is when i think some things maybe possibly started for me so 
did you, were you, where were you born? I was born and raised in Charlotte and I never left. I think there's like an anchor or something keeping me here. <laughs> yeah. Just you. I love, <laughs> I know, oh my gosh. I love Charlotte. It's a beautiful place. Aww. And uh, do you have military in your family? No, but I do have, so no military, very innocuous or inconspicuous, you know, but there are um, Freemasons all throughout my family. Um, <laughs> go figure. Um, yeah, so, uh, but my mom, you know, she works or she works in, you know, sort of like purchasing or packaging or inventory or one of those <laughs> kinds of jobs. And then my dad worked as like a textiles engineer. So Ooh, very... I like that. Mm -hmm. um, what? Well, yeah, I was just trying to tie in the if there is military because some of the stuff you're you're saying. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so back in this early period, did you have what were your fears? What were do were you afraid of under the bed or in the dark? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Very afraid of the dark. Very afraid of. Um, of the closet, of the bed, um, of under the bed. And yeah, definitely like had a sense for like presences, I guess, you know, that didn't feel very beneficial to me. So, you know, definitely had sort of a fear response around that. Were you, how, so on that whole sensitive scale, how sensitive were you with energetics? Mm, more sensitive than I knew. Mm -hmm. Like looking back, I think um, I'm very empathic, which I feel like could have even been like wired into my system, you know, um, as just like a, a energetic structure to make sure that I was always kind of weighted down with like everybody else's energy, emotions, whatever. Um, so very physically, uh, viscerally sensitive. Um, and I would see shadows and stuff, but that was a little bit more rare. Yeah. So, all right, let's look at the dreamscape now when, and if it's changed, so how do you dream? What does it look like for you? And this, and if it's changed, I used to ask if, you know, how I used to segment it into early life and then whatever your later life is. But now I'm just going with how in general do you dream and if it's changed over your life. So sound, smell, color, uh, mm -hmm. can you read in dreams, all the basic stuff of dreaming. Yeah, this is a very interesting conversation because I, for a really, really long time, um, you know, I, I would have very vivid, very colorful, very, um, I don't know, like galactic or like, you know, just more, mm, more out there kind of dreams that it's so hard for me to remember now. But when I was really young, I would also have like dreams of like past lives and they weren't the kind of past lives that you'd want to have a dream of at like four or five, you know, they were like really like traumatic actually. <laughs> like, um, and you know, I, I think that that could have even been inserted too, that I was like, um, you know, cause I was remembering 
like basically being a whore like in several past lives you know mm-hmm. um when I was really young and I was like what you know I've done a lot of like inquiry to where I would know like if someone had like you know touched me like when I was young you know so I so it wasn't anything like that um at least not like in my in my conscious you know my conscious scape right but so you know or with my family or anything like that it wasn't um so then I think you know I went on medication for like mood issues and stuff when I was like maybe I was young I was like I was young I was like 10 or 11. Do you remember Um, what they put you on? Let me break out a list I've been on like oh yeah I've been on like lithium Wellbutrin um Paxil uh gosh Seroquel I'm trying to remember like there were so many like I was kind of from such a young age yeah you haven't lived till you're on prestique though huh you haven't lived until you've been put on prestique prestique what did can I ask what prestique did to you it's an SNRI just a typical you know like uh what was that other one I was on started with an N I don't remember I was on one for years I used to have bad anxiety panic attacks um yeah i want to say it was nexium but that's not it. it's like it's something close to that but then isn't nexium that cult it is it's not nexium <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. nexium the word i can't remember it but then i got put on prestique and um <clears throat> you know after you take snris for a while you start to get like these shocks in your body did you ever have those Sweet. Um, well, no, but I've had all kinds of different symptoms. Yeah. Like, can I tell you? They were so weird. Okay. So I took this one medication for like, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing, like 10 years. And it's called Risperidol. It's the one that like makes men grow boobs, you know? Um, so I was on that for years and years and years. And when I was 16, I was in a play and or like a musical or something and I was I went in to hug my friend and I was lactating girl it was so awful and then okay so and then I had a lazy eye for like half of seventh grade (laughs) oh my and oh my gosh and one time when I was on lithium (laughs) so lithium toxic yeah this is one time um (laughs) so lithium toxicity um can cause sometimes loose stools and so one time i did i did shit my pants on lithium. never trust a fart never trust a fart <laughs> <clears throat> that's awesome great story lexapro is what i couldn't remember girl Lexapro, everyone's been good, there good. Yeah. i see this is one of the reasons why i adore you meredith is that you just throw it out there i have done this when i go on cruising with steak you're talking my language oh yeah yeah she's going on the future ex-wife list for sure <laughs> right <laughs> Meredith's awesome um uh-huh. okay so all right let's get back to dreams so back to business yes all right so and i do think you should go on cruising with steak by the way so i don't know what that is you can talk to Jerry about that later. I think you will have a good time. These, uh, they're family. We started together with them. Basically, basically a bunch of our friends. We Zoom every Tuesday night and put it out as a podcast. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. I want to do panel. it. Yeah, they're fun. They're really fun. And you we need we need boobs, time. especially lactating ones. Because <laughs> oh there's not enough there's not enough chest feeding going on. There's usually it's just like Suzanne and um, Lady. Uh, Bo, she she never comes on. She's no more. Not ever. Oh, okay. So she just walks back and forth behind Steve. When I pull up in there, it's usually just Suzanne and me. So, yeah. But anyway, this is this boobs needed. It's hilarious. Okay, so back to Nox Mente. Um, all right. With the dreamscapes, though, Mm -hmm. do you do you ever see in colors or black and white? What What's the general color Um, for you? Yeah, so I see, I dream in color um, pretty fully, though there's nothing like that one experience that we're like eventually warming up to that I had recently, a couple months ago. But because I don't, I don't even think like we're seeing color as it would normally be seen here, you know, so, um, but, you know, sometimes, um, yeah, I always dream in color and I don't necessarily smell. I'm not as lucid as I would like to be at this point in time, just because honestly, you know, when, so when I had a bunch of memory recall in May of last year, it was, I had no idea Nish, that anything underground, any off world weirdness, I had no idea about any of that. So I was, it was kind of like, I had like the wool, you know, the wool moved out from my eye or whatever. And it was like, oh shit, there's so much, there's so much. Wow. That's a lot to process. Um, And then leading up to that, I was smoking herb all the time. So that kind of has its way of, you know, suppressing dreams in my opinion. Maybe it's not everybody, but it definitely works like that for me. So, um, you know, I made some choices to kind of like, you know, scale back the intake of herbage. And from there, it was pretty crazy. Um, But before that, like I have this long stint of time, obviously, I was pretty medicated for a while. So I just had this long stint of time where it was a rarity if I remembered my dream, though, you know, I mean, you know how it feels when you wake up and you just feel kind of off. Yes. Like you feel like you just went through a lot, but you don't know what it was that you just went through. And that was kind of like a weekly, you know, if not more frequent occurrence, you know. (laughs) Did, okay, so, all right, let's get into some early dreams you had. And you already mentioned, I think this might have been, or possibly was one of the earlier ones, the men in black dream. Mm-hmm. or dreams was this a series or was it one it was honestly like reoccurring recurring in a really weird it was like a once a year kind of a dream for a few years I don't remember the years but it was where and it was always the same it was like the men in black had to come into my house to it was honestly like <laughs> it sounds ridiculous but I guess like kind of Not observing on this show but observing what we're going through now, it's actually pretty appropriate. Like they would come in and take away one member of my family 
Um, so at the time it was like me, my mom and my dad and my grandma in the house. And they would like, kind of, it was like, they would like pick a family member off from each house all over the world. Yeah. You know? And so it's kind of fuzzy in how it shows up, but just like, uh, you know, men in black having a hard time seeing their faces and, you know, them taking one of my family members out of the house kind of systematically. What was the mood? The mood? The mood. The mood. Scary. Rushed, forced, like, abrupt, surprising, you know. Um, And it was like, I don't know. it's, it was kind of like inception too. Now that I think about it, it's also fuzzy, right? It's like, this is such an amnesic universe, but so. Yes. I remember it, you know, when you wake up and then you have a dream that you wake up, but you really didn't, you're still sleeping. Yes. It was kind of like that. And yeah, just really terrifying. And, um, I don't, think I saw my family members being like executed in that dream in those series of dreams but I do remember them getting taken out of the house kind of like one by one and then in this dream it was always the same where (sighs) trying to figure out like okay so you know I have this dream one year and like it's my grandma, right? Who goes? Because she's like the oldest. And then I have another dream, and it's my mom, you know, and they're just kind of getting picked off one by one, you know? That's about all I remember. What did they look like? Did you get any good look at them as um, far as their faces besides being in black uniform? What I remember is, I mean, they were white. Mm-hmm. You know, were they chalky um, white like in uh fringe? You know, the seer that I don't remember what they call them in fringe. observers, yeah, not chalky. I mean, maybe oh, I don't know now that I, I know this is like, a long time ago, my, yeah, yeah, stretching my brain, but it's good. I mean, it's good for me to think about these things. I think not, ch- yeah, definitely like, um almost a green kind of tint, not chalky white, but like not, and not like, you know, like a a lizard person, like reptilian green, but, but just sort of like a pale with a green, like just looking like sick, sickly, you know? Yes. And they gave off a kind of a scary mode, like the mood was scary and they gave off a fear element. Oh yeah. Those big like Hunger Games energy for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and just when did oh, these sorry. stop? How long did they go? Three years. Um, oh. And I guess like if I had to put an age on it, I'd say four to seven. Okay. Yeah. Very early. Yeah, it was tricky, and I think you know, yeah, I was pretty shut down after like eight or nine in that, in that realm, but then, and kind of have this like big space where, 
you know, I have like more memory, I think, from dream time now than I did as it was happening, you know, like over the course of, gosh, like, let's see, I'm 29 now. So yeah, I guess like 20 years where I was pretty shut down, though I always felt very intuitive in, in this dream. <laughs> yes. You know, How, this is the so dream. When did you get off the meds? Are you still on some? No, I so I got... <laughs> Girl, oh, we don't you know, have to answer I'm... anything. But you already, <laughs> you know you, we've already talked about sharks. So <laughs> let's go, girl. <laughs> and like, like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did not just say what I almost said. Okay, so I don't remember what your question was. When, so how long, so, okay, when did they start the meds on you? You said earlier, and I, for some mm -hmm. reason, don't have it in my notes. So I was 10 or 11, and then I got off of them when I was 19. Okay, so these, the men in black, were prior to that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. very intriguing. And then. <laughs> uh, and they were before she was six as well. Yeah. Okay, so and now I want I want to look at this period this these young this young period of dreaming in general what did you think about now remember come from it from the stance of you then and not now with your analytics what did you think about dreaming as a young Meredith what was it when you wake up the experience of dreaming what was it like, you know, we all have different ideas of, you know, because we're in a different place and we're having these different narratives go on. Mm -hmm. And then a lot happens with how parents interact with us about them. And so what was your stance on dreaming as a young one? As a young one, I loved it. I've always been really into sleeping. Like I could always just like sleep, 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 sleep all day, all night, whatever, you know, I'm the kind of person that and as a young child obviously too like was really into I, I think I liked it I mean I think I enjoyed I think I enjoyed that space you know I definitely I never think about like, the dreams that I had when I was a kid so I'm like I just yeah, well, I mean, it gets I think... shaped. It gets shaped by the adults in our lives who either engage us in that or poo-poo it or, you know, there's just different modes in which our experiences in general, as you know, can mm -hmm. be shaped by those around us, but especially in this formative period. And that's why I always like to get an idea of where people are mm -hmm. before before they get front loaded with all this other information. Right, so I do have some interesting, you know, sort of like, there were dreams that I had, I think that were cosmic and that were very, very colorful, you know, kind of like the one that I had very recently, you know, that were a little bit less, um, less in the form, less physical, um, you know, not, well, I know like when you, when you dream, you can go into like, uh, you know, alternate dimensions or, you know, of this reality, but it didn't feel anything like that. It felt very, 
yeah, just, I don't know. Like I remember doing some flying in Dreamtime. I remember, yeah, just like interacting with beings, different colors. Um, so aside from say the random, maybe nightmare or tear and these, the men in black, you really enjoyed this space. It sounds like. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I, that's what I recall. So when, let's look at, so you mentioned earlier about dreaming of being in other, other lifetimes. So how did you come to that idea? I mean, I didn't know it at the time, you know, um, but now I kind of, well, really like when I was, you know, kind of going through my early, I had a, a big awakening period in like 2016, where I kind of like was instantly ushered into like the new age yeah. <laughs> ideology, you know, um, kind of captured there for a little while, but um, let's see. Yeah, I think that that, like, through that understanding and through the understanding of, like, but I don't think I knew it as that then. I think I was just, and I was terrified. I think I talked to my mom about it. and She was like, okay, honey, you know. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on with me that was like, let's put you into counseling, <laughs> you know. So. so, and that was around 2016, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where I just kind of like, you know, acknowledged the existence of, of past lives. That's where I was at, you know, at the time, I think I was yeah. pretty, was pretty, pretty in academia too. So, you know, when, and this is when you were mentioning having past lives, memories, past mm -hmm. lives, past life memories oh mercury <laughs> work with me oh, mercury. Goodness, yeah please uh, of being of being a whore is in your words well i was having like sex dreams from another time you know mm -hmm. and some of them were pretty graphic and like not you know not not very nice not very not how you treat a lady not enjoyable yeah, where right. you weren't in Not control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or you weren't in control. Mm -hmm. And when you say other time periods, what did it feel like? What were you able to identify with the time periods? Like 20s. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was like a really strong, you know, sort of, sort of theme, maybe even before that, I kind of like, I was watching a documentary this was a couple of years ago now on like Jack the Ripper and I yes. kind of got like a vibe like I caught like a chill up my spine and I was like hmm that feels vaguely familiar but then at the same time like I mean this is where I'm at right now Niche. I feel like those dreams could have been inserted yes well that and we can get into that absolutely mm -hmm. and it's very possible that you were somehow interfaced and that stuff was inserted yeah, uh, the Jack the Ripper period is a, a, a period of time I also identify with, but not with that specific narrative, but mm -hmm. that time period is a strong one for me. As as I sit here, I'm kind of in that kind of modern version of that kind of clothing. Aww. So 
I know. I love it. Penny dreadful period. And so, all right. So let's look at more of the dream construction stuff. We got moving into a little bit of how and when have you felt that you were most lucid? So you mentioned that that's kind of a, or at least early on, that was elusive to you. Yeah, I think you're talking about lucidity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I definitely have felt um, like it was it like I have to. It takes work for me, or like you know, deliberate effort for me to have a lucid experience. Um, like after fasting, oh my gosh, I just like lay down and then I like stand up, you know. But um, yes. Oh, that's a big deal. Fasting is huge. But at the same time, you know, I think I probably was lucid dreaming when I was younger. And I just don't remember, like, before pre 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 shard no pre medication. <laughs> oh, girl, I love you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lord really, have mercy. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I have I, I, so, so now it's a little bit more effortful, but I'm sure, you know, early on it was, I'm sure it was jamming. I just don't have too much memory other than just like swirls of colors, you know, sort of cosmic feeling, but you know, um, yeah, lucidity has been a challenge to achieve, though I think with sobriety for me personally, that is where it becomes like, you know, and not sleeping with technology in the room. Yeah. Oh, this is major. It's one of those things that I highly encourage is to unplug stuff and power strips, turn them off, mm-hmm. get all the power sources to the wall. It's yeah. very, very important, especially right now i mean that's a it's more important now than ever unplug the internet and all the power strips mm-hmm. you know turn them off so just for the radiation factor alone oh um, yeah but then like there's uh, yeah there's a lot of like a dream hacking i guess you know and kind of fuckery Yes. Some BS. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I discovered. So this was a couple months ago too, where I woke up in a, in a dream kind of, and I remember like feeling like I was on the astral version of Amazon, like the website, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is interesting. And in that particular, it was almost like a vacation, like a, like a destination that people could go to if they wanted to go to, I don't know, you know, and I remember, and so, you know how like in, in a dream, this was like, this is notable, I guess, like how, um, like a demonic sort of energy or principality can kind of like seem like a person Yes. Or like appear like a person, but you know, like that they are like after you, you know, mm-hmm. or like, you know, demonic, shady, weird. So this, this man had on like black and red, you know, and was like following me around. And 
I knew that he was a demon. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get away from you. I'm going to get away, away from you. And then I kind of had like some time of non-consciousness or whatever, like, you know, lost lucidity for a little while. And then in the latter part of that dream, I was eating in a dark restaurant. Um, and then there's that guy again, you know, from the Amazon astral plane place. <laughs> Like, that's how deep it goes. People don't realize, like, the corporations and stuff. Like, it's 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 beyond um, this dimension. You know that. Jerry knows that. We all know that. But You're just- mentioning something very significant here, Mer- uh, Meredith. I almost said Marilyn. Uh, Call me whatever you want. Was, I, I'm that same way. I've got to go by a million names. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, but this is very significant. And I before i started to understand and categorize what it was i was having in that same dreamscape with the if you want to call it the amazon the etheric amazon but it's these big warehouses and uh there's all Mm -hmm. this processing going on and it's something that I think more and more as we move deeper into the world, this timeline that we're on in the world, <laughs> and the more we cut it up uh, and look at it, its components mm-hmm. and start to identify separate aspects of it. It's creating a bigger, I'd say uh, the macro version of it is looking very interesting. Let's put it at that. And oh, yeah. a lot of people are starting to have this. And then there are, there's interesting research going on in the world about how dream hacking, which is out of the woo now, it's not in the, it's out of the woo world mm-hmm. and uh, is coming online and how we are possibly being affected through dream hacking and dream mm-hmm. interfacing and now there is i can't remember where but there's there's starting to be talk about ethics involved with this like they are talking about outer space and all this with ethics of of whose territory is what and all this so we're starting to talk about ethics with this because this stuff's online people it's happening and Just google uh, deep dream Yes, absolutely. I honestly think it's an extension of this phenomenon where you think about something or you say it out loud and then it shows up in one of your social media feeds or or something. You know, like that whole, you know what I'm talking about, right, Nish? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, where you like, you just think in your head, hmm, I wonder I should look up, you know, exercise bikes and then boom, you start getting exercise bike ads. Oh, like, yeah, totally. I think, I think the dream hacking, air quotes here, uh, may be related to that. Some kind of... Or like, you know, if you're like me and you're like half lucid, like trying so much, eating all the oranges before you go to sleep so that you can, you know, because that actually, that helps me um, to have lucidity. But, um, you know, I can like remember too like waking up in a dream and i'm signing something like i feel like they just really Mm, contracts oh yeah there's tons of that i think tons of agreements of 
entrapment basically for lack of a better word. So I've gotten in the habit of like breaking any agreements that I made unknowingly while I was asleep like, first thing in the morning. Well, keep in mind that, that we that... should not have to do like I'm, this is BS. Absolutely. <laughs> but keep in mind any contracts you sign in the astral plane are only, you know, related to the astral plane. Not your physical You don't body. think they bleed over? Uh-uh. Well, this, see, this comes into interesting territory because etheric field, it could just be everything. And this could just be a fractal of that. Mm -hmm. And so we get into all that really juicy fodder, you know, mm -hmm. that, that philosophical stuff. And again, this is where the ethics of this kind of dream interfacing is starting to become uh, a conversation in the world God, of course it's not i mean thank creator no but it's becoming i mean of course it's not ethical but neither is that kind of like creepy surveillance capitalism that jerry is talking about you know like oh i think i'll you know maybe i'll apply to be a social worker i just like had that thought in my head you know and then all of a sudden i'm seeing like msw programs you know it's like but the way they're weaving it around and so the dream space has become the, the the talk on it the verbiage around it is much the same way in which we conceptualize the internet right mm -hmm. where it it should be this free open space and yet we're being controlled through it and uh mm -hmm. And you have all sides that say, well, there should be censorships here and you shouldn't be able to access this without this. And this is the way now this field, mm -hmm. this consciousness field is being sussed out through, mm -hmm. through all kinds of different technologies that involve our neuro interfacing. And we're Absolutely. seeing this languaging around like I said, the idea of space, at least, mm -hmm. which is interesting <laughs> because that's a field theory in and of itself. This is space and right space. here. It's right here. Yeah. Space, space right the here. final frontier. <clears throat> it's all in your head. It, it is, well, it's the etheric field to me. It's but like right here. Like, that's the thing, too, about like planets and stuff, because I'm an astrologer. Like, so that's been like a heat, because I, I kind of feel like they're just like different planes of existence you know and it's as simple as perhaps like reaching out your arm you know space right but or you know maybe we are the stargates or you know no, the stargates in antarctica <laughs> all roads all conspiracies lead to antarctica for real that is oh, the taurus that's the taurus field mm -hmm. that's like mount maru point zero okay so back to noxmente when we when we're talking about you in dream space though mm -hmm. and identifying these things that are possibly uh dream hacking or interfacing with technology via your dream space mm -hmm. uh which is a a deep a deep which is a lot of deep woo for some people it's a lot of deep woo but it ain't woo uh yeah it's reality like reality yeah. i mean you know in in some ways i guess reality only exists if you observe it like does if a tree falls in the woods does it make a sound but at the same time like you don't have to be aware that it's happening for it to happen 
know? Well, it's we're playing it out. We're we're constantly playing these things out. So your thoughts are playing out a reality. No, you should think of it this way: that nothing makes sound. It generates waves in the ether that your ear picks up and translates exactly. into sound. That is so deep. It's real though. It's I mean it's true. It's, yeah. Yeah. The everything the, is energy at the end of the day. A lot's sure. happening in the blackness of your brain. And oh, your yeah. optic nerve goes to the very back. Remember this. And mm -hmm. so when we get behind the eyes, this is a very important idea, especially thinking about dreams thinking mm -hmm. about intersecting dreams with video games that analogy when you can be first player and get behind the eyes right or you can be third viewing it we mm -hmm. have these points of context and yeah. uh, that give us more information and more data and so our senses are what we consider our physical senses and this is not reaching out to all the other senses just the physical senses and the physical plane mm -hmm. uh, all tie into that and then when we start wefting out right uh mm -hmm. then we're talking about psychic senses and the the all the clara senses and it becomes very complex but it does not need to be and this is why the portal of dreams is an important aspect to start uh, trying to master, if you will, get to mm -hmm. that, that third degree. Mm -hmm. And so when you're dreaming, how do you know something is not you? When it's when it feels like you're encountering something that's sentient or other than you other than your own psyche? Yeah, so well, okay. I think, you know, I have a knack for like identifying foreign energy, but I also don't know if, you know, cause I've had this said a lot to me as well. Oh, your dreams are just your unconscious or subconscious mind working itself out. And like, I think that's true part of the time. And then other times I think dreams can be like cover memories or, um, you know, like, like maybe real, like maybe there's simulated other dimensions that people are on and um, maybe there's non-simulated other dimensions. I mean, cause you know, that's the thing about the matrix. Like if you have, a soul or whatever like you're in here and you're outside of here so you know it, it's just crazy like there's so many different things that it could be but to get back to your question yeah i don't know if i'm dreaming and i'm identifying something that feels non-beneficial like that demon <laughs> the demon man you know it's just a feeling like a reef like an instinct and um you know, or like when you see something that's holographic, you know, that's like a good indicator that it's placed or is being handled for me. That's something because I have had dreams where like I'll fall asleep too close to my phone on accident in a friend's house, you know, and suddenly I'm dreaming in like a virtual reality or like a, you know, like a, I'm like, I'm in a literal video game, you know. Mm -hmm. 
like inside of Pac-Man. Like it's not even, it doesn't even have to be that fancy or advanced, but definitely. Yeah, so that's why like I'm still picking apart that for myself, like how to discern. Because, okay, like when I got my memories back, some, 3%, 2% of my memories maybe, right? I, um, I saw them as visions, some of them in, in my dreamscape, you know, and I thought that they were prophetic when maybe they were like a simulated end times experience in the projects or, you know, so it's like, it is, I am still working to kind of like figure out, okay, was there an aspect of that that was real, maybe other reality, or, you know, was that just my mind doing its thing? Because I have definitely had dreams where I'm a purple girl in a purple world, you know, and that feels like it's straight out of my, like my, my psyche, you know, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's hard to parse. And so let's look at the idea of you pulling out prophetic stuff have you ever felt that in the old in the old term girl they used to call it dreaming true and um and i grew up with that term in dream, mm -hmm. in the dream world dreaming true uh some people call it prophetic dreams all that but have you experienced this phenomena where you dream and somehow and separate separate from deja vu we'll get into that <laughs> where you dream and then something it plays out so and it can be uh, oftentimes it it is actually oftentimes mundane stuff mm -hmm. um yeah so actually it's funny because i have a lot of this show up in my relationships where like I'll have a dream that, you know, if I'm in a partnership with someone, you know, where they break up with me and then later on they'll break up with me. Or um, it's funny too, now that I mentioned relationships, how many of my relationships started because someone said, I had a dream about you, mm. that we were this, this, and this, you know, oh, you know, only had to happen three times before I kind of like, notice that maybe something was off with that <laughs> you know you ever get into what do you think what do you hmm? think about that now uh well just judging by the quality of the people that i was in relationship with i would say that shit was handled af like that was not even I don't, you know, it was always the same pattern, like a uh, recovering alcoholic, lots of baggage, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had a dream about you and that was always like something that, that played out. And actually I had like sort of a, like a, a memory not too long ago where I like saw like my ex-boyfriend and I, we were on like, you know, some kind of ship or whatever, you know, not exactly too like clear on where we were, but there were beings there and humans and they were like taking, it was like there was a row of dudes and then there was a row of girls and it was like they were being matched up 
by like taking some of their signature and like putting it into like taking some of the guy's signature putting it into the girl's etheric field and then you know that's why like always there was such a like synchronistic feeling that went along with the like with that person specifically I was like I fell hard into the twin flame thing I fell fucking face first into that <laughs> regret well, that's that but, new age programming yeah. oh my gosh and it's just it's just that new age programming is pretty insidious too because it feels good you know and then you just like loop you know but so yeah so i think that that's like the realm of a relationship is where that commonly plays out like having a dream that somebody cheated on me or having a dream that in my in my micro though at the beginning of last year i did start to have what i thought were prophetic dreams but still remains to be seen of just like total ai dystopia takeover and this is before i ever like looked into anything I mean, I was, I was an astrologer. I was in the work. I was doing soul work, you know, really good stuff at the time I thought, and I still think that, but I hadn't delved into any conspiracy materials. So seeing, you know, like cyborgs running around and it being kind of like a war zone and a dream that I had January around the time of the Saturn Pluto conjunction. Yes. That was pretty wild. It was very, I think that was probably also. Take us into that dream, Meredith. Take us mm -hmm. into that one. Okay. So it was kind of like, there was a lot of like different, like buildings burning. And there's, you know, these two sides, right? There's like the humans or like, I'm going to say organic free range, fair trade humans, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then there were like, yeah, people, no one I, no one I knew, there was nobody I knew in this dream and it did not feel like Charlotte. It felt like somewhere else. I don't know, but, um, just people with like robot appendages and, you know, and just me like running, like that was kind of, that's and that dream has shown up a couple of times where I'm just like running, 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 just feeling like there's an imminent threat to my safety and my life, you know, and um, just maybe some like advanced technology, you know, like um, it's so hard to describe, right? Because there's no, like, we don't have even like words Oh, maybe there are words i just don't know them but just like um cyber like, cybernetic cybernetic yes jerry's coming through but yeah so that's the <laughs> like cybernetic weapons or like um like guns that it was like you okay so you know how like in the way 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 back like outside of here like you could think of something and then it's just right there you know it's like you like dream of an apple and then the apple exists you know in your hand right it's very like it's different but this was like that but it was 
engineered. So it was like, um, if you want to say a cybernetic gun, it was like somebody thought the thought and then the sort of like um, the interface showed up in their hand. So it was pretty like, it's pretty advanced, but I don't know any, I mean, you know, I'm just piecing this together myself. So, um, well, you're pretty new to like, I, when I had you on the cosmic salon, you were, uh, you mentioned like last May was when you really started to come into some of the more, I guess, mm -hmm. manipulated aspects of the reality that we're all participating in. The so prison planet thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so before that, I mean, I think that's a good thing for people to kind of grasp. Before that, you were not exploring these ideas and seeing mm -hmm. how that stuff's kind of playing out. And, and mm -hmm. we talk about it a lot, but I just think that's important. So this is all kind of new verbiage for you to play around with. You were mm -hmm. not at this point. And it's one of those things where you don't see until you do see. Right. And for sure. <laughs> and this is the thing. And it's a difficult path. It can be lonely and you mm -hmm. can lose a lot of friends on that path because you're like, Chad how do you? Yes. Right. How do you not see this fuckery going on? And your <laughs> friends are all like, girl, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, and you're, you're in the middle of going through that really. Oh yeah. Um, though. Yeah, man, the friends fell off quick. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. They absolutely do. I also want to mention you are currently in your Saturn return. Oh, yes. thank you. Wow. Yeah. Bonus points. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, I actually I had it exact on January like 15th or something. Yeah. Cool. That was pretty serious. And then today there's that square between Saturn and Uranus. Yes. So I'm just getting it from all sides, you know. But but definitely I'm enjoying. I mean, gosh, like I would rather know than not know, and I would rather grow than not grow, you know. Yes. So absolutely and it's I, I mean people don't understand that this is not easy territory <laughs> for people to come to terms with mm -hmm. and and as i said earlier it can be very isolating when everyone that you thought loved you will ditch you so fast especially these days oh and yeah yet, you can't not see what you see. It's like the glasses and they live. All of a sudden mm -hmm. you put them on and you see how this engineering is going on around you and mm -hmm. it and how real it is. It is unbelievable and it's life-changing. And so mm -hmm. I give you kudos Thank you. for walking strongly, Meredith, because it is it's it's challenging. A lot of people want to just, you know, the scene with the guy in the matrix, have that steak, right. Mm. And, and enjoy the steak and the wine and go mm -hmm. back, go back into that. And so right. I'm proud of you, girl. And you know, this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel it. And it's, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely interesting and has taught me so much. And I think like, I, I don't think I would have been able to handle it potentially if I hadn't been doing, cause I was doing pretty deep work, you know, inner child work and like 
ancestral healing and all of that kinds of stuff before I even arrived. You know, I'd done a lot of retrieval work and I also dealt with entities a lot, um, especially as I started to wake up more and like, it was actually right around the time that I got ushered into the new age. Imagine that it's like turning on like a fucking LED light on a dark street, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The whole new age movement is just infested with those things. Oh my gosh. It's so bad. You should, you can, if you can perceive them, you should watch a Reiki session sometime and you'll see what I'm talking about. Dude, I am level two attuned. Okay. (laughs) Not that I, I don't practice Reiki anymore. And I actually like removed my attunements and I like, yeah, because those symbols are like cursed, like legit. Like they like well, con- like they disconnect you from your spirit. Like, they're portals. They connect other entities to you. Well, this gets back to what we were talking about earlier. See, the the optics of it is it goes in. If you're viewing it, it's touching your brain. It's 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 moving through the optic nerve mm-hmm. and physically touching you so these are sigils these are this is all very powerful magic Mm -hmm. in the end and uh it it is it and it's like well it's like linda it is a is this a good witch or is this a bad witch you know it has it's it's neutral in the end but it's all relative jerry what you're muted i said it's all relative you're still muted, baby. <laughs> Sorry, it's all relative. Absolutely, but when we start, when we start thinking on those, in those terms, at least, that we're taking what we're taking in visually and sound waves into the darkness of the brain, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where the dream stuff is very interesting because what do we do when we dream we close our eyes so there we are we close our eyes and we're in the theater of the mind right there and then Mm -hmm. the portals happen from there so Mm -hmm. sigils that have been implanted within your psyche so to speak Mm -hmm. in the blackness of your brain in the etheric field from the apparent outer world can activate there and this is what we're talking about with with the hacking and the interfacing of some of the tech that's out there but it also is where you can gain a lot of control and i think you're starting to get this right definitely in that space so over the last several months you know because i already had like a pretty regular self-healing energy work you know, sort of like routine where I like, you know, it's maintenance, right? You gotta, you know, it's like you take a shower for your physical body, you know, and then you like clear out for your, you know, for your energetic bodies. And so I have definitely over the last several months been able to perceive certain things like Fibonacci spirals Mm -hmm. or like unsacred geometry, you know, and just... (laughs) there's all kinds of stuff too. Like even just like from an energy healing perspective of like, there's like etheric machinery that I've been able to clear off myself. Um, you know, and I do notice that there are shifts when I do that work in, in my ability to be lucid and to be more myself in 
in dream time, you know, and not make choices in there that I wouldn't make here, you know? Yes. It, well, this is the, this is the really great aspect and very magical side to it mm -hmm. is how it's, it's all woven together. Totally. And like, this is and when you gain control and you become the creator, right? You, the dreamer awakens within the dream. Mm -hmm. This is a powerful moment and this becomes more powerful. So yes, mm -hmm. the unsacred geometry, but the sacred geometry also, because you can make that program work for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but the thing with that is it's like, if I didn't put it there, I don't want it there, you know? <laughs> but yeah. okay so let's get into that yeah. what what are you like in the in the bigger world what are you <laughs> that you're not that you know what i'm saying so it's what it yeah. says is like if you can experience it you are not it so hmm. this is philosophical but when we start parsing out the idea of dreams and mm -hmm. the dreamer feeds the dream the dreamer loves the dream the dreamer awakens within the dream what am i am i dreaming am i the actual dream am i the sigil of the dream or the facsimile of it mm. and what is my outer life that i'm having that i plug into and and get into a player mode with and so that i guess i'm throwing that out to you meredith interesting yeah gosh like i'm gonna have to just sit with that and chew on it for a few days <laughs> so, so deep it's like am i me or am i my observer who is the i that is inside of my brain you know well especially as like, we understand this new tech that's going on so we have more to play with now than say they did a hundred years ago or 200 years ago when they were starting to play with the ideas of existentialism and all this mm -hmm. right now we are having there's more on our table that can is starting to explain the ideas of what reality could be hmm. yeah it's just so deep i'm gonna have dreams about this probably <laughs> Do you, okay, so let's talk on this level. Mm -hmm. Do you do you have out-of-body experiences? So not really. I've had two that I can, like that I can very consciously remember in my life. The first one was when I was a teenager. It was super random. And it was like, I was sleeping, but I was wide awake. Like I laid down and then I stood up kind of thing not yes. like a med not yes. like i didn't meditate myself into an outer body experience you know um but definitely um had that experience as i was like well shit, what am i gonna do now you know so i just decided to go up so i was like you know see what's going on out there you know go to space <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah but that's totally legit. And that's how a lot of people first experience being out of body. That's how mm -hmm. it happened for me. I was just laying there and all of a sudden I realized I was like Alice, right? Stretching, 
and being really long and then getting really small and then like spinning and i'm like what is going on here it is like the alice in wonderland thing like you can make yourself small if you want to you can make yourself big if you want to yes Um, so i just decided to go up so i like went up you know on my roof and then i tried to go further up you know like less limitations right than here but so I was like going up going up going up I was like oh here we go to space you know and then it was like (laughs) (laughs) and I just couldn't (laughs) I couldn't get out were you hitting a boundary or something Mm -hmm. yeah I felt like I was kind of being zapped like nope you're not gonna go up there like you're not gonna go further than that (laughs) Oh my, that's interesting. What it, it felt it, very electrical, huh? Oh, it felt electrical too. Mm-hmm. In that how, space. The how sort old of, were you when that happened? Maybe I was sixteen. Okay. That, well, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think other times when that happened. Yes, this was, and so this is very few and far between for me. I'm still doing like a lot of like heavy metal elimination and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, and still, you know, keeping, I'm doing all the things like I'm keeping a dream journal and I'm like tapping myself on my chest three times every day. And I'm like, you know, random times throughout the day of like, am I dreaming? You know? Um, but when this happened a few months ago, it was pretty much like, I'm not trying to sound like passively suicidal or whatever, but it made here look like some BS. I was like, oh, great, here I go. I wake up, you know, I'm like, okay. So so I, I fasted for three days um, and I did just water. And then I had an orange right before I fell asleep because I think oranges help, I don't know. That just seems to be my impression. Like every time I have an orange before bed, I have like a more vivid experience. <laughs> Um, so I, it was kind of the same thing where I was like, you know, I laid down, I fell asleep and then I stood up, you know, and I was like, oh shit, you know, this is pretty cool. And, you know, so what do I do? I decide that I'm going to go up. (laughs) So I go up and, and I have been pretty much asking for like my family, um, outside of here to let me know that you're there like hey what's up you know et phone home kind of thing Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) and um you know definitely had received some like symbolic confirmation in my dreams um or what i received as symbolic but other than this was like magical i mean i so i got up and i got on my roof and then I went up and then I was like here I go here I go here I go you know so I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna break through I'm gonna break through and then I broke through the containment because I really that's why I think that the containment is less than it was even though of course we have the you know the 5g or whatever but um so I when I got out it just felt like water Mm. and or but not but not water like we're drinking but like 
it felt like very liquid and it was very dark. Like it wasn't, um, not dark in like, in, in terms of like evil, but it was just, it was dark. It was like, there was not like, there was nothing. But then I met my soul family, like, and they are, can I, can I share with you? Oh, please. We're fault. We're listening. Who, girl. <laughs> who I am. Okay. So here in the inverse or whatever sirens or like siren fairies get a really bad rap, right? Like they sing and they kill men, you know, and that's kind of like what they do here, but it's kind of like that. But like, in like, if you were to invert that, it was like the beneficial kind of siren sort of fae, uh, not embodied. So it was very much just like a swirl of colors and the kind of colors that you don't see here. Um, maybe when I was younger, but not anymore, right? So, um, but like, I guess like teals, golds, um, blues, just really beautiful. And they were not hive-minded, but they were very connected. And I was like, oh my God, I have felt so displaced my whole entire life. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, that's why, because there was this like um, very strong, strong connection. And it was just like, I was reuniting with, it was so beautiful. I like think about it, I get emotional. And so, but I'll go to um, the woods, you know, that's where I connect with them because they connect with me here and like waking time through sound. Like I'll hear certain chords or it has a very distinct difference from like the tinnitus, like that off, like fucking dissonant frequency that you hear, you know? Yes. Um, so yeah, they, um, they don't have like a place, like a star system or whatever. They're pretty nomadic. That's, this is just what they shared with me, not telepathically, even it was through sound. Um, because yeah, but they just migrate around and I got caught up in here. So for eons, I think, you know, it's just, well, it's in, yeah, the time thing is so interesting because it feels, it feels so real. I mean, that's the thing with this whole plane, right? Yeah. I mean, it's such a full engagement experience. <laughs> that it, it's all all these senses and all the neurons and you know i mean it's 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 real yeah <laughs> but it's real in a an augmented kind of way in the way it's heavily tampered with i mean like mm -hmm. you know we have like a reptilian brain for a reason is my my thought on it you know that's why like now i mean and it was already kind of like this before, but ever since I had like that big shattering last year, I'm just like every thought, every emotion, I take it captive. Cause I'm just like, I don't fucking know. Like this could just be, who knows, you know? I don't even think we know what real emotion feels like. I think we're all just like hormonal 
you know yes messes in here isn't that one of, this is such a very good observation and it's hard to get this across mm -hmm. so strip everyone just strip out the woo woo strip out everything else when we look at our hormonal system right and how much control it has over us so there's and it's easy to parse this out through our lives like preteen before before say like the sex hormones start to come into play and that stuff unless you were conditioned into that kind of kitten programming and all that which a lot of us got and disney mm -hmm. certainly gave us uh but yeah. as far as like the real, real, true, true, when you first started to understand what the, when the hormones start pumping and you're like, oh my, you know, you get this hardcore, the feels, right? Oh. The feels. And, and then when you understand, when you get to the point of masturbation, you realize, oh, wow, this has a lot of control over us. And, and that's one of the reasons why I use that as the example because mm -hmm. it's only one aspect we start thinking about serotonin and a, you know our adrenal glands and we start throwing in all the stuff on that on those systems of the, of the body are you there jer are you there meredith yeah i'm here you said serotonin and then kind of oh, lost you i probably roboted out so of course during this um i'm shocked yeah so no you didn't then the uh so when we start looking at how much control over our choices that just the hormonal system has and it's easy to pinpoint it when we talk about our sex glands because I think everyone who knows when that stuff starts coming online and you start having sexual feelings, real ones, and you get these urges, you know what I'm saying? And that mm -hmm. stuff is really easy to identify. Or when something scary happens to you and you get that, you know, adreno you know that that whole <laughs> like that that set of hormones comes in and mm -hmm. and so if we think about the control that has over us that I, is the easiest way for me to explain to people at the very base level because that's what we're working with on the very base level uh how all the rest of this works right meredith it's yeah. all a form of control in this system mm -hmm. and these are just systems that are not subtle when they start coming online your yeah. your sex drive comes online it comes online mm -hmm. and when your fear your fight or flight there you sense it when you get cut that sensation of pain pain mm -hmm. it, you know affects those nerve endings and we, yeah. we get it so what this can be all re conditioned and facsimiles of this in taking people and putting them in clinical examples in clinical rooms and detaching them from everything real with sensory deprivation and mm. eating in the information and none of it's real and yet they're having these real experiences this is in the science labs this is 
out in the real tech world. And mm -hmm. this is why we need to question how controlled we really are. You think you have choices and so much of it is, is overriding that. Yeah, I really, the more, the more, cause I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself to be even like fully awake. I mean, I think that it's a process of like uncovering and discovering and like researching and putting that all together. But, um, but yeah, like, oh gosh, what was I going to say? It was about, sorry, had it. Oh, the more that I, you know, progress or whatever evolve, the more that I think that like so many of our choices, so many, like way more than like we would think are actually engineered. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I mean, there's a pro, like, it's kind of like, there's an app for that. Oh, well, there's a program for that, right? Like I went through a lot of those, like Catholicism, academia, you know, the new age, and, you know, there's like relationship dynamic programming and templates and, you know, and then it's kind of like, um, you know, I think somebody said something recently where it's like, you know, you have all of these options. Like if you want a soda right now, you could like, you know, go to the store and put your mask on like a good little whatever, you know, I'm just being a shit ahead. But so, you know, <laughs> you can go to the store, you can go, you know, and you have all of these options, you know, but it's not really like we're not free in any capacity right so it's like i don't know it's like there's so many options and it keeps people so comfortable and so cozy in their little prisons you know well this is why i like to bring it home to our own system so like mm -hmm. every i think everyone can relate to this is why sex is a big deal you think you everyone can relate to bad decisions around sex because your hormones are are thumping right and yeah. um and then if you mix in like other factors like alcohol and stuff but i know personally that there have been there were times 1996 was a great year but there were times when <laughs> i was like i i i want to have sex right now and i felt like i had no control over it and yeah. this is this is not in the land of woo that is a hormonal drive and mm -hmm. it takes you your conscious you out of the driver's seat and it right. can control you and so and then you know you can get control back uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you know we could dive in on that but that mm -hmm. is an example and we start taking that into the world of technology that where just your own hormonal system can overwrite your greater will your higher power oh yeah and take you places so if you imagine weaponizing that on subtle levels and in other ways and other uh actual processes that are going on mm -hmm. in the blackness of the brain this is a very big deal and this is why dreaming is a portal to start to see how all this functions. Mm -hmm. And now there is that part of dreaming where you're decompressing, right? You're decompressing mm -hmm. the chatter of the day. The body is going into repair mode. The mycoplasma is coming in and eating the decay, eating off the dead cells and doing what it does. Mm -hmm. and 
and so there's a there's a repair function going on autonomically and then if we are trained and we've been training ourselves to access other layers of consciousness other dimensions of consciousness through getting up out of the brain mm -hmm. because we know we're more than that right we're more oh, yeah. than the brain and so this is the stuff when you started to see the workings around you in may last may that's where you were yeah it was very it was it was really it's interesting i think a lot of people come to conspiracy truth reality information um like through research and i have definitely like I don't know. I mean, you know, I went down a rabbit hole or two, you know, like back in the day, like in 2010, you know, 2012, there was all that like Illuminati stuff, you know, was coming out and I looked at it, but I didn't, I was like, this has nothing to do with my reality, you know, maybe just kind of brushed it off or whatever. But, you know, so coming into, yeah, last year and having those inner experiences and then like trying to research to find like, context for what I was well remembering I mean I think some of the memories I had came through in in dreams and other than uh, other memories were more like waking waking time but yeah so stressful but worth it worth it in the sense that I don't know you do the work and you just like believe yourself like that's just an interesting thing isn't it how like you can't be gaslit to a certain point, you know, um, because you just trust yourself. Well, it's doing the magic on yourself. It's starting mm -hmm. to de it's deprogramming yourself yeah. and trusting yourself. And this is why dream work is essential. This is why we want to go in and start separating who am I from the rest of okay. everything. And so, with small bits of tech, like even doing, putting on uh, a pair of blinders, right? Or sitting in a blacked out room with your eyes open, right? So this is kind of, we're working into the idea of possibly active imagination mm -hmm. or open eye dreaming. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. We need to, it needs to be in blackness. So deprivation tanks are amazing for this. Uh, and, and so you can get to that same state of consciousness of knowing that the, the openness of the black room that is everything. Mm. This could be called the black cube, but through this labyrinth that is you, you can then access these points of consciousness like stars mm -hmm. out in the sky where you see right. other points of consciousness happening and mm. they're all going off the twinkling and then you can recognize your twinkle from the other twinkles mm -hmm. and this is i think some of the power in the dream space and by using this and by accessing it this is where that whole idea of time travel really comes in when we're working these loops on ourselves mm -hmm. right yeah and this is a these are very doable techniques mm -hmm. and 
I can't stress enough that these are techniques of awakening and time travel is in that folder. It's in the folder with lucid dreaming. It's in the folder with OBEs. It's in there. It's in the folder with dream, uh, with breath exercises. It's in the folder with all this stuff that got co-opted by the new age. Mm -hmm. Then, um, Oh man, it's so interesting how like I'm having a lot of like mental interference because I'll have something really interesting to contribute and then it just goes away. Um, so yeah, I was going to say like even um, like when you say sensory deprivation, are you talking about like a float tank or like a sensory, like is it a different there's a lot of the yes, a float tank's a very good example where you're in the water, but there's you know back in Greek and Roman times they actually had necromantiums where they would have the sibyls and the pythias were housed. Mm. You go back into the blackness of the caves, and and these these oracles are back in there, and so uh, it's Ugh. and the, so you could go consult an oracle, but you could mm. also create a necromantium in and of yourself where it's literally just pitch black pitches of black and then you know there there are observable rituals that some people have if you need those kinds of outlines but just being in a pitch black space where you mm -hmm. can't see anything where you can't feel you, where you so you need to be com comfort's a good idea because you want to get out of your sensate self yes this is why dreaming is a good thing because in the portal of dreaming you're, you're getting out of that space except for in the dream your body lets you know you need to pee and then that imagery comes through right so you right. get you're you're still tethered to your vehicle you're still tethered to your bio uh suit but th so that's what i mean by that we got kitty sharing going on behind the scenes <laughs> y'all <laughs> yeah well she showed hers before i had to show mine <laughs> oh that's right i forgot snickers, i did okay snickers just finally showed up so <laughs> but so yes that's what i mean and an easy way to do it since we have great Aww. tools now are those float tanks fantastic mm -hmm. way oh, i love float tank gosh i'm such a pisces moon i feel like i could just like be in the water all of the all of the time oh my gosh i love it that's adorable sorry um no i could see that that's really it is an important thing i think to cultivate dream awareness it's more important than i originally recognized you know one thing that's interesting is none of my new age teachers really harped on that you know I never asked, I guess, but at the same time, I think it's so crucial to have, it's just like, I don't know. And are you familiar with the OA Nish? Yes, very. Oh <laughs> I got gosh. triggered when I watched it. I only just encountered it, by the way, and it triggered me so hard. I had to kind of breathe through that. Dude, it's literally like they put so much they, real shit. They loaded that up. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. unbelievable it was i mean like i said i had to breathe through that they both the, came oh to see gosh. you the, oh, oh my gosh i love boobers. it they're like twins almost oh they um so and it brings to into the game here uh 
movement, certain movements, so Sanskrit type movements mm -hmm. and uh, breath, right? Mm -hmm. It brings in the whole thing of how we can alter the reality we're in mm -hmm. and get up out of it. And this is real tech and it's ancient tech we see this way back from it's in the monks talk about these kinds of things mm -hmm. this is nothing new and the oa really brings that into the modern uh eye collective yeah. eye to see yeah i think um she says at one point or somebody says like within the human mind is a multiverse um in and of itself you know yes and gosh it's so interesting because i guess i mean you'd probably have a similar experience where you've probably experienced everything under the sun sort of in in dream time you know um where you experience like horrible nightmare terror you know dreams and then there's also you know like the example of me meeting my soul family which was just literally like don't wake me up <laughs> you know <laughs> um, or, you know but yeah it's just it, there's such an incredible range just an incredible range and oftentimes for me it is more mundane now though i have been able to outside of that one experience i have been able to fly a few times when i felt like i was in a jam you know a gym jam when you fly and the times you've flown how did you do it oh i i, I don't know strength of will it was like uh oh i gotta get the fuck out of here kind of a situation you know so and, it was pressure and okay so it's like fight or flight and then what how did you fly though were you in a bubble were you superman like were you flying? yeah it was like it was like superman like or just kind of um you know i had the stream not too long ago where men in black but a different kind of men in black they were so i had a dream where i was like in this hotel it was a really elaborate long complicated dream but it started out with like me and a friend of mine you know, getting ready to go down to the lobby, the hotel room. And, um, you know, and then when we came back up from the lobby, which that was like a long, like twisty dream, but, um, you know, I remember seeing like this, this, like, it was like almost like two twin guys um, and they, both had black masks on and they were wearing all black um and so they have one they, or two masks on <laughs> <laughs> they had one of the um you know the the blue like sort of medical masks that have like the awesome stuff on the inside i feel like you know the one that came out of like the china deal <laughs> and then um and then and then just a, a black one you know really um like you know new normal fashion kind of um yeah, any, yeah. anyway so <laughs> not really they just had like black masks on and it's interesting how that that pervaded my dreamscape though i think this was something like this this felt real or it felt like it wasn't just my mind you know exclusively doing its thing so 
I was headed back to the hotel room and there was somebody walking behind me and then in front of me. And I was with my friend at the time because, you know, you mentioned like losing all your friends, right? Not really, not all of my friends. You know, I have some, some people um, who stayed, but this person, you know, in real life is like very scientific and very, but not really scientific, but just like believe science, like, you know, NASA, you know, just very like in that whole program, the cult, you know? the cult of science and not really oh, yeah. real. And, yeah. it, and, and statism really like, you know, which is whatever. So, um, in that space though, I started to like elbow him, you know, like something's not right. Like we have to get out of here. And I started to tap him, tap, 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 tap like, it's like, okay. And he's like, what? Nothing's the matter, you know, in the, in the dream. And then I see him go into the hotel room. These two guys are both right there. And they also there. And so I'm like, all right, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So then I, I flew around to the elevator so I could go back down to the lobby and then I woke up, but it was like, just kind of a get out of danger. Those are the only instances recently where I've flown is like a, get me the fuck out of here. I gotta, gotta go. Cause something's not good. That's going on in there. You know? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good reflex to have. And mm -hmm. it's, it'll, it serves you because it's, it's a, it's broad. It, it can play out in a lot of different ways. What about, have you experienced the dead in your dreams? People that you, I don't know if you know a lot of people that have died, but anyone like grandparents or anyone, have you experienced them in your dreams? Maybe my grandma, Anna, a few times, but not really. I haven't had, you know, so you are familiar, right, with the eighth house in astrology? Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay, so there's two themes that come up really prominently with the eighth house. So I have a fuck ton of planets in my eighth house. So there's like death and then there's trauma. So I've experienced just tons of trauma, but I haven't, knock on wood, experienced, you know, too much like, um, death of people close to me but yeah so not really maybe my grandma Anna in a few dreams but and so in those dreams with your grandma Anna do you have any recall of those dreams that you could share mm, from what I remember they were pretty like her doing her thing while I was doing my thing you know was not too significant um and I also don't, I'm not convinced that it was even really her, you know? Mm, that's interesting. Okay. So let's look at, let's look at deja vu. Mm. What you got girl? Oh gosh. I mean, that kind of like my mind just like jumped back to my relationships because every single one of my relationships felt like deja vu or like I was playing them out again, you know, or like I've seen that before. I regularly have deja vu though. I think that's pretty or Mandela effects or weird, like 
where you're just, I mean, you know, I think it makes sense though. Right now, I think there's a lot of reality unfolding, but I've always had, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I swear I've been here before. And then it does kind of like beg the question, well, have I been here before? Was I here in dream time? I think a lot of that is what deja vu probably is, right? Well, I mean, there are people that have real solid ideas of what they think it is. I'm not <laughs> one of those people that really, I, I allow everyone their space and freedom to think what they want. Uh, yeah. And so I actually get a lot of dogma. Off, right. And so, especially with this kind of stuff, that's just out of reach you know just yeah. far enough out of reach where it could be like it, this is an empirical opinion and <laughs> so uh right but i do believe i've i've enjoyed many of the theories around deja vu and i i like some of them i like the idea that it's like a glitch right mm -hmm. or a time overlap right uh, oh, that reminds ooh. me ooh, let of us something have it. too so in Charlotte a lot over the last month specifically, and maybe this has happened all along, maybe I'm just only aware of it now, maybe, you know, but so I feel like time gets frozen in areas, you know, yes. like all, and it's not like I'm missing like linear time, you know, but there are like a lot of, and I actually corroborated this with a friend of mine. There was like a specific afternoon where I was like making potatoes or something, you know, it's like super domestic like that. And I was um, like just standing there and then suddenly, you know, it's like you walk into a room and you can't remember why you walked into that room. And it was kind of, it just felt like hours had passed but there were there was no time that had passed and i wonder like yeah i think time gets like played with probably way more than i am consciously aware of <laughs> i don't i don't think it gets played with i think you regulate it in your you know your your bubble of reality is it the chicken or is it the egg you know what i mean i think it's all us so you think it's all us, mm -hmm. like all of this. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. I could see that too. I mean, I don't know. I think <clears throat> you could Jerry, you could... I'm still in the stage where I want to blame, you know, so I'm just I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my blame game. There's no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> That's what you're gonna find out. But um no, I mean you can experience time differently from people right next to you. People, you know, you can be mm -hmm in a a state where time's flying by yet the guy next to you says it's crawling so it's all perception yeah. it's it's just perception that's all it is yeah but like you know when i so i reached out to a friend of mine who is she's interestingly she's very into the woke mob thing you know i can't you know, I can't like fully get behind that all, all the way, but, um, but she does have a very, very active dream scape, like way more active than mine. 
And, you know, so she's kind of like, we've kept in touch over these sorts of things. And she felt the same thing around the same time. So then it's like, well, is that like just us or is this like a whole ass dark city kind of a situation where like, pretty much, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I just, you said the woke mob thing and that just reminded me of those energy attachments we were talking about earlier with like Reiki. Same thing is, exists there. There's energetic attachments with that. And that's why people seem, my opinion, like get into that mob mentality and just totally mm-hmm. freak, freak out, you know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting too, like, you know, to think about, cause I've had a lot of experience, a lot of experience with entities of all kinds, big and small, you know, um, there's, you brought up sex earlier, Nish, and I have a story, but it's not related to dreams, so I want to respect that space. Oh, let it go. Bring it on. Girl. Especially if it's about okay. sex. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> okay, so, um, you know, so, but before I launch into that, I do want to say, like, I'm pretty sure that most people have at least one entity attachment, if not way more and you know it and then it's like what is an entity are those little nanoparticulates that are in our food and water and air like you know those are foreign energies well those are just the physical representation of the energies mm-hmm. yeah. right a lot of people who have like you know heavy metal toxicity or parasites and stuff also have like you know, etheric stuff going on like that, right? So, but yeah, so so I'll get into my entity story then. Um, and this is a really, this is a really crazy, this is a crazy story. And I, this all happened before I was um, like truly like being initiated, which I think happened for me last year, like where I was like, Oh, ah, no, nothing is what it seemed. This is not the world that I thought that it was. But so um, in 2017, I, um, yeah, I met someone and we were talking and hanging out and whatever and was definitely like, he professed to be like a chaos magician. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't think all chaos magicians are the same or, you know, are bad, but this person had a particularly like nasty rep, you know, like, uh, of being, you know, unstable and also, yeah, like just weird, like weird, magically powerful. Found out later, high level Mason, you know, so that's an interesting (laughs) interesting, interesting twist. (laughs) So, we so when we did the thing it was very tantric right it was very like ecstatic and i was like oh wow like you know and it was the first time that we had slept together and in that that day everything in my whole entire being was like don't do it girl but then you know i was like i want to press that button you know and i was i'm pretty sure that i had some like some like sex love addiction kind of thing going on and have since you know addressed this but I 
yeah, it was kind of like what you said, Nish, of like, you just sort of, it, you override your own be better judgment because it comes on like a fever girl <laughs> something is there driving that right so mm -hmm. um so then i um so i i slept with him very ecstatic very like um tantric and i'd only ever experimented with that with a partner that i'd been with for a couple of years you know so it was just like it was really like a lot you know very intense and then for the next seven days, seven days to complete a spell, mm. I had like the most intense like incubus experience like every single night, like for seven nights, like oh my. where I was literally being graped, you know, like every night, like for seven nights. <laughs> it was awful. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. But so then you know seven days later i'm like in front of a fire and this is after i bought like 80 dollars of like you know fennel and i bought like saltpeter and i was like what the fuck am i gonna do with all this stuff <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh man it's funny so um <laughs> so i threw it into a fire like and i guess seven days it was up anyway so um so time passed and I actually believe that this was like my spirit. Like I had a dream where I saw that experience in retrospect, but from an aerial view and he fucking like did a ritual. Like he had a circle. He was offering me up to question mark whatever you know he was working with to bring whatever he wanted to its conclusion or whatever you know so that was pretty horrifying right so fast forward a year and i'm sitting at the local watering hole you know and i see this person that you know she's client of mine and she starts telling me about her boyfriend and how oh they had a miscarriage because this guy has had so many like miscarriages with women like it's like his stuff is like the black goo you know what I mean that's how I feel about him you know obviously so <laughs> okay so in so in that conversation she's telling me about this guy they had a miscarriage. He made it all about him. It was like a whole thing, you know, and he, she starts to mention that he's very unstable, very dark, but there's a lot of sexual magnetism going on with that, you know, and I was like, what's this guy's name? And she was like, she, 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 she. and then I just like made a noise, like I made a noise or a face or something. And she was like, what's that about? What is that? What is that? You know? And I was like, Oh, sisterhood, fuck it, I'll tell you, you know, so I told her, like, what I just told y'all, and they were trying to break up, you know, and, um, but then, of course, they got back together, I can only assume that she told him what I said, and then I saw him about a month later, same watering hole, haunted place, probably, I mean, there's, like, tentacles hanging from the ceiling, actually, like, looking back in that, in that, that particular location, but, you know, so, he gestures at me 
almost like he's Spider-Man. <laughs> like I remember like Spider-Man, you know, and then later on that night, my back goes out, boom, you know? And Man. so over the next month, I was just super fucking aware that I was like not alone in my body, even like not, it, not even just in my field, you know, you can kind of feel when something's got a cord in you, you know, but it was more like in my body, like where I felt that there was, I was like barbs. Yeah. Like I was being like, Harpooned. possessed, even, yeah. even though I think my awareness of it kind of like took some of the, like, I was not going to give it that space, you know? But so I tried everything under the sun to remove it and clear it. And like now I probably could, you know, I mean, now I remove entities on other people when I see them just because I just, you know, like I have like a, uh, maybe like a little bit of a vendetta. So um, in that space though, over the course of the next several weeks, it was like louder when I was doing a spiritual practice or having sex with my partner at the time. And that was really disorienting. You know, these two places that I feel kind of free, kind of like I'm doing my thing, you know? And so, yeah. So over the next month I spent fucking $700 that I will never see again. <laughs> and on oh reiki and oh like angels and elves you know and oh like you know and so nobody obviously could remove it except for the shaman that i had to like travel to see and she fucking like did the she breathed it in and she breathed it into a jar and it felt like fucking like somebody was like stabbing me or like burning me when he when she removed it and she told me that it was an egregore, uh, like kind of with like, with like a demonic sort of, um, you know, like signature. And she said that it had three jobs, that the jobs were to disempower me, which I'm mean, not, it succeeded that. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty, I was pretty fucking torn up about it. Um, you know, and then the other job was to, um, like ruin my career, like tarnish reputation, that kind of thing. And then the other job was to stop my heart. Oh man. Yeah. So that's a story. And then that sort of opened up the door for just like me being just so fucking aware of like, you know, that there are other things that can do things and stuff. So went on a long journey of like learning how exactly you have to heal your violation issues. You know, you have to heal like that original wound, I think, to be able to stand in a space of sovereignty, which is like, okay, what does sovereignty mean here? Where like, you know, we get programmed at night or like, you know, what does that look like here? You have to be able to like, be really strong in your center and say like, get the fuck out, you know? like righteous anger but so but at the time I didn't know that you know I was like oh no the world is just made of love everything is all good that's a new know? age programming <laughs> I know it was so bad oh my gosh like oneness like the oneness yeah. sort of thing yeah, that yeah. yeah that to me feels very like transhumanistic 
transhumanistic is that what you said that's exactly what i said oh dude totally like don't you want to just be one with all consciousness just in a cloud you know not really (laughs) no right i know i don't want to be one with y'all no uh you brought up um you you brought up you kind of touched on it but then you backed away from it but i think what you were saying was you tend to take do uh entity detachment on the Mm -hmm. fly with people you see if i see it and if i'm like right that's not cool i i know i know don't fucking do that my question is (laughs) how often do they come back at you angry I've not experienced that. Okay. Well, that's good. You're lucky. I mean, if you're just walking down the street and you say, oh, that dude's got the shit on his back, boom, you clear it, that's different. (laughs) But I mean, if you're in a room with people and you do it, I'm sure you'd get some kind of feedback from them. And I'm just curious if you did. That's all. Well, but it's like, do I even have to say anything to do it? Like, you can, like, pick them off, put them in the incinerator, you know? I mean, like, I send them to the galactic core, but it's like, but in that space, I guess, like, um, I have had, I don't know, the targeted individual thing is something I cannot get behind fully because I think it, like, really, I mean, I think it's a real thing and, like, it really does happen. And even in the process of, like, my awakening or whatever you want to call it, like, since last year, I have experienced, I think, some, like, weaponry action you know just trying to kind of get me to stop or like you know to sit down or whatever you know but i do think that that is one of the ways that people can be targeted is through entities and like yeah i mean there was like there's a series of years where i was just picking shit off of me and that's still i still that's like daily because of where we are i mean you go into the store and like I think it's all around trick like your triggers you know and like your wounding and like even the wounding that like you can't see right like like you know yeah so yeah I I, I hear you so it's like I don't know I mean it's just hard I think to heal the things that you don't know or you know the things that you can't really get at it's like the unseen it's like the itch that you can't scratch you know but i think and then try to explain that to a normie oh my gosh you so i literally talk like this to normies i can't i'm like it's authenticity or bust like i just can't be anything else you know it's like well in the old language you know we used to call that some of this stuff was like hag writing and uh Mm -hmm when they would attack, you know, this is someone's working the roots on you or uh, yeah. there, there was all this other language that happened until recently where it started to shift into the terminology that we're now seeing with all this. So, and yeah. the, 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 the new terminology, which I'm pulling up into, and the only point I'm making here is that this stuff's been around a very long time. Absolutely. And the terminologies have been changing and shifting and morphing. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think is that's good for people to understand. But I mm-hmm. am in this group that believes there's been an engineering going on a very long time, whether we want oh, yeah. to call it artificial intelligence or not. 
there's something bigger going on mm-hmm. and and people who understand magical principles and the magical universe alone just that alone understand how to manipulate and control the environment that's part of what that is mm-hmm. and so yeah. Yeah, it's an important principle to understand. And that story is just so good. It's super relevant, Meredith, to what's going on all over right now. And it's another reason why I stepped away from, like, I wouldn't ever date, I can't ever imagine dating uh, a magician or anyone on that level ever again. They are... it's funny because it seems like no matter how great they seem when they feel jilted those are the means in which they deal with stuff and it's nasty yeah and i think even like you know all of i could confidently say that all of the relationships that i've had romantically sexually have been 100% set up like for like as a trap door for me to walk into <laughs> so for right now like i think yeah when you i don't know too much about like your story and i would love to know more about it you know and it's like when you first started to realize or recognize some of this stuff like did you date or like were you dating because for me right now I'm like (laughs) get away from me don't fucking touch me you know kind of is like how I feel where I'm like god yeah like I'll, I'll have a client and she's telling me about this new partner that she has and oh we just do so much for each other and this and that and I'm like oh that sounds exhausting you know well I I was I was always magical and I was brought up in in kind of I was swimming in in it in passive ways Mm -hmm. and and like I always say I'd never have a knee-jerk reaction to Christianity because I wasn't indoctrinated into it. Hmm. But one of the things I do knee jerk from is the new age movement because I do have some of that and it, and it's still some of the terminology I get, I cringe. And so Mm -hmm. what's your number one new age cringe? Oh God. I I have to make a number one. Um, What's your number three? one th- numbers one through three <laughs> 5d earth yeah well and yeah and that's like are we longer. even in 3d like <laughs> not 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 much i i have so it's many definitely I don't, splitting right now and, and you know the here's the thing is i don't i actually don't want to put that out there for people um but i will say okay. i love having I love having magical people in my life. I just don't like getting entangled with them romantically. So I love having the magical brothers and sisters and and everything in between. I love talking magic and I love enjoying these kinds of conversations. I just find when the sex starts happening and we, we get into that mode and in the when we start separating like in breakups and stuff even if we're not consciously doing something our hurt and our pain Mm -hmm. is doing something and um 
and and like i said it can be completely unconscious to us it's just we're hurt and mm -hmm. and people that have this know-how or this prowess tend to be a little bit more uh you know they have that scorpionic edge even if they don't have that in their chart there's that still i'm gonna sting you edge <laughs> yeah for sure totally and so that's life oh shit i see it's already oh my god it's 8 14 already holy crap this one went late i was giving you the watch thing you didn't see me do that oh sorry <laughs> i did not see it. um okay so jerry any any of the no no questions no questions <laughs> so you know so thank game. you yeah thank it's you. been a pleasure meeting you and speaking with you do you have anything you want to plug um i've got your website energetic, yeah, go ahead. yeah well so my website is meredith's lucky stars.net and um i am coming out with a energetic hygiene and maintenance class um that's coming up in march i'm just not sure when i haven't cool haven't said it and so, i've got a link to that and your facebook page and not something else your youtube channel in uh, right. the show notes very very great yeah you do a great job thank you thank you jerry for running the show yeah you're welcome and thank you nish as always it's such a pleasure to connect with you and i would like to connect with you outside of recorded conversations <laughs> please yes oh <laughs> definitely and i would like to invite you onto one of our obelisks because there's yeah. a lot of stuff that you're talking that jerry and i love on our obelisk yeah. show and this was kind of a bleed over wasn't it jerry sort of yeah but i'd love to do deep dive just on entity attachments and how to clear those and just guidelines for people and about what what it really is because i know we had a lot of uh deep things today but we didn't go over the the lower level things that a lot of our listeners may not understand mm -hmm. you know so but anyway yeah. it's been fantastic yeah great i will contact you about that and we'll get that book for next month but uh yeah it's been great meeting you thank you so much nice enjoy, to meet you enjoy charlotte yes watch Bye, for my, my cousin darling. <laughs> and uh thank you everyone for listening thanks everyone in chat thank you nish as usual thank you jerry and everyone in chat i'm not in there but thank you for <laughs> being here all the people we love and the people that Aww. our words find except suzanne she wasn't there oh man suzanne so... you're slipping no nah, she's at <laughs> her she's her at her sis. daughter's house i'm teasing her <laughs> but uh, so, just remember Meredith. everyone sorry go ahead sweet dreams meredith i'm glad you Aww. came on thank you thank you yep thanks again everyone remember everything is demons see you next week <laughs> <laughs>